All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. My name is Dwayne. Welcome to Episode 7 of the Morning Movie Show. Today, I'm joined once again by my co-host for this show, Brett Murphy from BAM Movie Reviews. Brett, how are you, my friend? Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Fantastic as always, good friend. And how about yourself? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good uh, today. So a few things, guys. We are doing the show a little bit later, but it will be up tomorrow morning and stuff like that. Just a couple of um, couple of uh, just time frames just went out the window today. It's holiday season, so everybody's scrambling and stuff like that. Brett, how are you? How you been? How's everything going? Good, man. I, uh, you know, back on track now. I had a pile of videos go out this week. I finished exams on Monday, and then I basically just never left the movie theater until right now. Dude, I'm so happy to hear that you're <laughs> done with your exams and stuff. You you sound less stress. Oh, yeah, so, it's so nice. It's so no, I'm nice. Very, I'm very happy for all of, all of my friends to, to be too, who's finished with their finals. Like, Christina's finished, Alex's. So, glad everyone's done and all set and stuff like that. But... We have a really, really packed show ahead of us. We have this is the weekend that we've been talking about since like the middle of November, December, the weekend of December 21st. And we had a big uh, movie box office showdown this week as far as movies coming out. Uh, I might rant a little bit later as far <laughs> as the box office goes. But for now, uh, the movies that came out this weekend, we had, of course, we had My Man, we had Aquaman, uh, <laughs> we had Bumblebee, Bumblebee came out, we also had Mary Poppins, Welcome to Marwin, uh, Second Act, if you really care about that stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's about, we do. That's, a, <laughs> that's, about, that's, that's about it for uh, the movies that came out this weekend, but what was on everyone's radar as far as this weekend was the triple threat match that we had with Aquaman, Bumblebee, and Mary Poppins Returns. Now, before we give, before we talk about the box office, which we were doing the show later, late enough to get the box office results in right now, usually when we do it like really, really early in the morning, the box office hasn't come out yet, but they, they, we have them. But before we get that, uh, I had already seen <clears throat> Aquaman two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I forget the date, but it was two weeks ago. It was that early screening they had. <clears throat> My apologies. Uh, I was able to see Aquaman a few weeks ago. Really, really enjoyed it. I actually saw it again on Thursday. Uh, I enjoyed it. The, I enjoyed it more the second time too. Even though it's just so much stuff that shouldn't shouldn't be in the movie. Uh, but like Bumblebee, uh, I also saw early screening about about two weeks ago again. Mary Poppins, I just I did not see it. Didn't didn't, didn't get a chance to. I I'm also not that interested in Mary Poppins. Sorry. Uh, and Welcome to Marwin. I was gonna see it, and then I just saw the Rotten Tomatoes score, and yep. I was just like, "Good right lord!" Out the window. <laughs> I was just like, "Good lord!" I'm gonna get more Christmas shopping done. Not, not, not doing it. <laughs> but yeah. um, Brett, yes. I the the big thing about the big thing about you and I as far as this show is that I was seeing all of those like early screenings. And you were, I don't know, school, work, all that stuff. Yeah. That I, mean, I live in a location now. that has literally no early screenings. <laughs> like, absolutely zero. For, right. like, a friggin', like, two-day or, like, three-hour flight radius. Like, it's just exactly. no early screenings at all around here. <laughs> but 
I uh, I now you finally seen Aquaman and Bumblebee. You yes. saw Mary Poppins as well. So what was your I thoughts? Did, yes. Going down the line, what was your thoughts of Aquaman, Bumblebee, and Mary Poppins? You can start with uh, start with Aquaman. Aquaman first. I loved it. Thank God, oh, James Wan pulled Brett, it off. My Thank man, God he pulled it off. Brett, yeah. I, I was gonna James be like. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I was literally thinking about this episode and I was like, yo, I bet you Brett hated it because I didn't know yet. I didn't want to watch a review until today's show because I was like, I bet you Brett hated it. And you're like, no, sir. I'm so glad no. you liked it. What'd you like? Uh, about like, just uh, thank God, though, man. Like, James Wan is it, a breath of fresh air for all intents and purposes, considering like 95% of the movie is underwater. But no, oh, I love this. I loved almost every aspect of it. A few things, like, you know, the moments are a bit too corny, a bit too cheesy. Right. And one thing that bothered me after, like, the sixth time was the surprise explosion moments. Where it's like a, <laughs> a character moment, a heartfelt moment, a big group meeting, and boom, boom, boom. Like, it just kept yeah. happening. And I even, at one point, it got that excessive that it started pulling me out of the moments. I was just, like, leaned over to my girlfriend. I went with my girlfriend, my brother, and one of my best buds there. He's the editor of my videos, too. And I was just like, that's like the fourth or fifth time this has happened. That's a few too many. Like, and, you get um, one, maybe two a movie if you use them effectively. They just did I, them uh, every what, little while. What I noticed about that, <laughs> once, once I saw that keep happening, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not sure who wrote this script. Let me um go look at it before I make myself look like a fool. But <laughs> I'm not sure who wrote this script. I'm going to look at it now. But yeah. what I what I realized in that part was it's James Wan. From a horror director standpoint. He's, yeah, he's a horror guy. And, I, yeah. and I'm guessing the way, and I'm guessing, like, after all the horror movies that he's done, I'm guessing the main way, the main, like, form of aspect to show any bit of conflict and moving on to a next scene is to is to have a jump scare and that's a big yeah. explosion um and i even noticed a lot of his horror elements in the when they were doing the old the whole trench stuff yeah the creature features part yeah, yeah even that i was like oh that's this is all Juan right here oh, so the writers uh it's once again one of these movies that was written by a bunch of people um but it's david leslie johnson and will beale uh, but but I'm sure those moments had a lot to do with James Wan because I'm just yes. like, but like after the first time it was interesting. I was like, okay, fine. And then after the second t- the second time, I was like, okay, uh, it better be the last one. But then like after the oh, fourth oh, time, oh, I'm oh, just oh, like, yeah, I was like, I felt like I was watching Michael Bay for a minute. But yeah, but, but yeah. Right. Other than just speaking all negative on it though, the movie overall, I thought the action was badass. Yeah, uh, I, all the characters. I, I, were fantastic. I thought I love Jason Momoa's Aquaman. I even loved mm-hmm. him in Justice League as Aquaman. I thought he was one of the better moments of the movie. Totally uh, agree. Yeah, and the visuals, man, my God, Ooh. this had to be one <clears throat> of the most visually perfect movies I have seen since Avatar. Like damn near visual masterpiece at some points. So good, mm-hmm. so clean. The color scheme was incredible. Like all of that stuff visually across the board, unlike anything I've seen in the best, better part of a decade, I'd say. What kind of theater did you see it in, if, if I may ask? I sadly do not have IMAX around for oh, probably man. about a three-hour drive, but I have, like, the biggest screen I have, which is still, it's a it's a very big screen. Okay, it's, well, like, that's just true. shy of an IMAX. It's not quite as long as an IMAX, but it's the same, right. like, size, like, height. Right. So it's still, it's still a very big screen, but not quite IMAX size, so. Mm. Right. So with me, I, um... I the first time I saw this the movie in a screening, 
It was at our, at our downtown theater, and that is an IMAX theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not. It's a really, really old theater. It's like since I was little, I've been going there just yeah. to explain how, just to set the you know set the tone of how old it is. So it's not big, big, but it was still big. So I, but I went to our newest theater, uh, AMC still that just was built last year. So they, have, so they have all the latest, like you know, you know, you know, technology and all that stuff. And yeah. the IMAX theater is humongous. It's like it's like going into a museum. Oh when, my gosh. When you, Like at some point when you, whenever, whenever I, whenever I, I get you down here, that's like one of the theaters I'm going to show you because it's yeah, that's just, where we got to go to. It's it's just massive. And I watched this movie, and I'm just like, oh, man, this looks so good. Yeah, there's some moments that looks a little clunky, but it looks so... It look, it's a really, really well-shot movie. It's a oh, very absolutely. beautiful movie. I loved all the... I, there, there was not one fight scene I didn't like. I loved the opening fight scene with um, Nicole Kidman. That was badass. Yep. Um, the ending fight, the end fight scene. And can I just say how much... Listen, I am a very straight male. Okay, I love my girlfriend. <laughs> I love wi- I love women. Women are just I think the. You know where you're going with this. <laughs> women are the orchard of the earth. I swear. But Jason Momoa looked so damn good in that costume. I was like, <laughs> he looks great. I get my oh, mom. Yeah. My mo- I saw it the second time with my mother. She was like shrieking. And I was like, you know what? I get it. I get it. Yeah, all I right. <laughs> the guy looks. The guy looks great in the beginning when he's lifting that damn submarine. It's like, <laughs> oh god, this man is just so yes. Cool. He is a beautiful specimen. I must say that. Yeah, he's, he has to be one of the coolest guys in Hollywood right now. Oh yeah, and he's he seems just... like he's like that on and off screen. Like you watch any of his interviews or anything like that. Like him in just public places. Like he's always just seems like the coolest guy. Yeah. Like and and what I loved about Aquaman, what's so crazy, is that. I, I, I know we have not seen Captain Marvel yet, right? Yeah. And I know that it's only been trailers. You can't really judge a movie off its trailer. Blah, blah, whatever, whatever, whatever. But I, I love seeing, as far as superhero movies, these, these are movies that we grew up on. Well, well, these are characters that we grew up on. We read. We, you know, we watched on cartoons on Saturdays. So... What you want when you go to see the movies like that finally come out with these characters is that you want to see the the actor or the actress having a blast being that person. Exactly. So we get that with Tom Holland loves. You can tell he just loves being Spider Man. We get that with um, we get that with like Gal Gadot who loves being Wonder Woman. We get that with so many people. I'm sure there's plenty more that I'm forgetting who just really hone in that role and really embrace that role. Like Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. even. Yeah. Uh, but Jason Momoa, this is like one of the one times where I every scene he's in and every action scene, even when he's wearing the costume, you can tell he's just loving every minute of it. You know what I mean? Absolutely, and he's just yeah. like, what I loved about his performance was that he just looks like he's having such a blast, and this is the type of this is, that's the type of character you have to you have to have a blast with. I would have hated if they went. The, well, this is what I have. This is when I have to give props to DC because I would have hated if he went out <clears throat> as like a stone faced Aquaman and boring and dull. And, you know what I mean? If, if they yeah. got an actor who's just dull and boring and just every line feels <clears throat> every line feels forced with him. Like every line was like it was fun to say, you know what I mean? And I just exactly yeah. oozes his like I said in my review, like his charisma oozes off the screen, and I love that. And I I love all the visuals, of course. Um, 
one of my only one of my only gripes with it is just that it 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 has it deals with the conflict of two villains. Now, sometimes multiple villains can work, and they can. They can work like you know, like Black Panther. Like they had Claw and um and Killmonger, and that worked mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. Uh, this movie they had Black Manta and King Orm. Now I love the setup of Black Manta. I really really liked it and stuff like that, and it made me care for his character. But where it falls is is that <clears throat> Black Manta is a character that could have had his own film by I himself. I feel like that'll be the second <clears throat> one. I feel yeah. like he'll be the main villain there. I, I, but I, I understand I felt, what you mean because he just kind of came in and out of the plot whenever it was yeah. like we would go a good half an hour or more without seeing him at all, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he just comes back in for a few minutes. Yeah, it, like it 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 made it made sense that it made sense that uh that uh what's his face that King Orm would be the first villain. Totally understand that you know he has to get the throne. You know what I mean? Which is it yeah. makes sense. And Black Manta would have been a perfect villain for the second one. Now what? This is kind of this is kind of spoiler territory, but the movie starts off with Black Manta's motives, pretty much, right? Yeah. And I think if they would have did that and done all and done that part and just left him out of the entire film, I would have been so fine because then at the end credit scene you'll see him making the suit, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's the guy that he fucking killed his father. Oh, I can't wait for the second one. But no, he just shows up, gets his ass beat, shows up, gets his ass beat, and I was just like, oh man. And I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Black Manta, like yeah. especially after playing Injustice Two. I'm a huge fan of Black Manta, so I just wanted to see more from his character. But mm-hmm. other than that, that was probably one of my only gripes with it and stuff. Yeah. What about for you? Anything you didn't like? Uh, no. Aside from like I said, the mo- like the random like constant explosions and a bit of cheesiness and corniness. But other than that, not really. I even said that also in my review that I just wish we had a bit more Black Manta or a right. lot less. Like it's kind of you know the mm-hmm. greater of two evils, I guess. Right? It's either you just kind of like you said and you barely have him in the movie, but you kind of leave him lingering around for the sequel yeah. or you just bring him in a lot more and give us more of what we want to see, right? So, but other yeah. than that, not really. Like, I thought this movie was great. Like, I had a blast. I'm so happy I wanted this. I feel like DC really needed this because if this mm-hmm. movie would have flopped, then I think that it would have been like full reboot city except for maybe Wonder Woman. Right. And so, I, um, thank I, you. I agree. We're not, not going that way, I don't <clears throat> think now. I agree. Sorry. Sorry about my, um, <clears throat> Sorry, everyone, about my um, my clearing my throat. It's cold over here, so yeah, I'll be the same way. I have a cold yeah. now too. I'm trying to fight it off the last couple of days before been Christmas drink, been, and stuff. So I've been trying to drink like tea and stuff all day. I'm gonna have another cup of tea later. But uh, yeah, so I just really enjoyed it. Aquaman was such a fun movie. I I I've seen it twice now, and I kind of want to watch it one more time in IMAX. And I think <laughs> I and, and I don't think there's gonna be any IMAX movies coming to the theaters anytime so now we have after this week we, we pretty much have like a dead spot well a couple of really good indie films coming out but after this yeah week, you know we have is the blockbusters are kind of like are, are, are kind of mellow until like when yeah. glass comes out i was gonna say glass the next big yeah. one i think of. Oh, that's not till mid-january right so yeah gotta get two or wanna... three weeks there Unless you want to consider Escape Room a blockbuster, but uh, yeah, or like Holmes and Watson. <laughs> yeah, it looks like we Will just Ferrell have... and John C. Riley, but 
looks like after this week is all we have is um as far as block uh wow blockbusters go is probably just glass and then in February is um Alita Battle Angel. I'm excited for that movie too. Even though some of the trailers are kind of dull. But um yeah, I'm excited for that movie too. But I'm just glad you like Aquaman. I noticed this is gonna be a, one of those shows where we just where we just talk about so much stuff because we've been like 15 minutes in just on one on one movie and that was Aquaman. But damn it, it was a good film. We'll, oh, yeah. we'll talk. We'll talk about its box office later, uh, the next segment. But now, Bumblebee came out this weekend, the other blockbuster. What were your thoughts on that? I know you saw it. I saw it uh, yeah. two weeks ago. I mm-hmm. really, really enjoyed it. It's one of my favorites of the year. What did you think? Uh, well, for me, slightly opposite. Now, it's not – didn't think it was bad or anything like that. Didn't even think it was just good. I thought it was a really, really solid movie. But I just the only thing is, like, again, I find it's easier before I make my point to kind of explain where I'm coming from. And that's yeah. just that I felt like, although it was like the whole kind of middle portion of the movie, although it had nice, very sweet character moments and, you know, you got to, they form Bumblebee and Charlie's relationship a little bit more. I did feel like the midsection was a bit too slow at points for me. But other than that, I had a really great time with the movie and something that I just finished my film year review. Actually, that's what I was doing before I came uh, onto the show here. Uh, another really? point that I kind of made was that this is definitely the most well-made Transformers movie. It's the best written. It has the best characters. It has the right. most heart. But that right. doesn't necessarily make it the most entertaining. Because like you see with the, you know, if I'm going for like pure entertainment value, like I want to go watch an action movie, I want to go have fun. I'm probably honestly going to put on, if I'm looking for a Transformers movie anyway, I'd probably more so go to either Dark of the Moon or the original Transformers. But if I'm looking to actually pay attention and, like, think and enjoy, like, the experience of the movie, I'd go for Bumblebee. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where I'm coming from. For entertainment value purposes, I would go with maybe one of those two Bay movies. But I think as an actual, like, movie, not just entertainment value, Bumblebee is definitely the top pick. So aside from that, though... I had a really good time with the movie. I thought Bumblebee was much better than he was in the Bayformer movies. I felt the human characters were much more human, better actors, better portrayal, a lot more story, a lot of heart in this. I loved uh, Charlie and B's relationship. The Like you said, uh, when you were initially talking about the CGI, there's so much less, and it looks so much better on a smaller budget. Like the yeah. Transformers, they're kind of their uh, Generation 1, like the OG cartoon Transformers. That's the look they have in this phenomenal mm-hmm. and cybertron is the best it ever looked i want oh, full I totally movies agree. set in cybertron oh i totally agree dude i you know normally if you say that you did not like a movie i didn't like I'd be like god damn it brett but you know i i i kind of although i really really loved the movie like i really liked it like it i don't know it's it might break my top 10 just how, how much i was smiling throughout of it Cause mm-hmm. I, well, I I think it's cause I have I'm a huge sucker for coming of age movies. And yeah, it felt like a coming of age movie movie of um, Bumblebee and Charlie. Yes. Um, and I'm a huge fan of Haley Steinfeld from all mm-hmm. of her films. Just love her, her like I love her acting so much. It seems so genuine. You know what I mean? But I do understand where you come from as far as like maybe it's too slow and it's you know because yeah. this. This is very much more story based than uh yes. than like Michael Bay boom 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 based. So I definitely exactly. understand where you're coming from. One of the things also yeah, the CGI did look amazing and I'm just oh, like yes. phenomenal. With a much posting. marginally smaller budget. We already talked about that on one of the other shows. It's like hundred maybe even like a hundred million or at least like fifty or more million less than like the smallest Transformers movie before it, and it looks way better. 
Yeah, and like the other ones, I was I was like watching a scene from the other one because I wanted to. I really wanted to compare. Oh, and so I'm just much like, cleaner. Oh my god, this looks like clunky, but like this is much more cheaper of a movie, and it looks so much better. So that's exactly. just probably, that's just one of my things. Um, uh, one of the things I did not like about the movie was John Cena. I was, was just like, about what, to say that too. It's just typical like, military. Yeah, guy. I don't know what he and like you know. Like, like he gave a lifeless performance, right? Yeah, and he can like, be a funny guy. Like watch Blockers. Yeah. The guy, the guy has term to him, right? He doesn't necessarily the best actor, but he has you know a good comedic side to him. He's got a personality, but this he was just GI John Cena, just typical military though. dude. <laughs> like I just wouldn't like I because I I see so much. I, I know everyone is like, oh, he's trying to be the next Rock, and and he kind of is trying to be the next Rock, which he just like, doesn't have the charisma. But yeah, and I and it's like he's one of those wrestlers or like athletes turned actors that I think has so much potential. But I think he has to choose the right movies for him. Like he, what I've noticed is that he does. He shines really well. In comedies and exactly. stuff like that, when he's making fun of himself or whatever, or like you know, there was a movie I forget who was. It was Amy Poehler. The train wreck was it? I think that's oh, when he had a small part. Oh yeah, that movie. But then there was another one with Amy Poehler. I'm forgetting. Oh, uh, I can't remember something about the sisters, something like whatever. But uh, he was funny in that. He was funny in Trainwreck. He was he's funny in Blockers. I love Blockers and stuff like that. But then when you put him in these action movie roles, just when generic he, like, good guy. And and, and you know guy. what's different? What's like weird about that? Because like when I watched the trailer, I'm a huge fan of the first trailer mm-hmm. as well with the Bernie Mac voiceover and all that stuff. Uh, in the trailer, he there's this part when he's like walking, no sound, like you know, no no like commentary, or he's not speaking or dialogue or anything like that. He's walking towards the camera, and he has this vicious look on his face, and I was like, "Oh, John Cena's gonna be really good in this." And then when he starts talking, I'm just like, "John, stop!" Like I don't just I don't I don't know. His line delivery was very very one note, and it was very very although it's like although it's a Transformers movie, it was very very cartoonish, you know. Yes. And, um, I think he thought, "Oh, it's a Transformers movie. They want cartoony," and maybe he watched the other ones. It's like, "Oh, we're doing cartoony stuff in here." So yeah, go. average military just, guy. I want Bumblebee. I was just, I was like, no, John. Yeah, I mean, the movie was still good enough, I think, currently. I mean, I still have a couple more movies just to kind of watch at home before the end of the year. One of them being Mm -hmm. Hereditary. Do not hate me. Same here. No, same here, dude. I still have, like, at least, like, six to watch that I want to uh, watch before the end of the year. Yeah, I agree. But, uh, yeah, I have a couple more. I think I'm going to do my top ten video within the, probably slightly after Christmas. So I have a few more days there. But as it stands right now, Bumblebee... It's not going to be in my top ten, but it is on the honorable mentions list. Just to tell people, you know, hey, it's it's a good Transformers movie. Give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, I think it might crack it. It depends on what else I watch this this week. I'm because we're doing our top ten show next Sunday, yes. um, really late and stuff like that. So I'll I'll try to I'm gonna try to figure something out as far as because I still have to watch like movies like Boy Erased. Beautiful boy, yeah, mid nineties. Um, everybody's telling me to watch Bad Times with the El Royale, but I'm yeah. not listening. I'm not listening to everyone anymore as far as like, tell like what to watch and stuff like that because everyone told me to watch Mandy and I hated it. Uh, but you know I'm gonna keep watching a couple other movies that I need to watch. Uh, hopefully I can try to catch. Can you ever forgive me on my one of my uh one of my local like one of my indie indie theaters? And then next week uh, I wanted to watch Destroyer. With uh, with Nicole Kidman, who's done looks like she does a phenomenal job and stuff like that. So that's coming out soon too. 
Um, it's just a very, very packed year. Whoever says this has been a bad year for film, what are you talking about? I know. I've seen it's, many people say that. I just yeah, shake I my really head. Don't I'm get like, it. what do you mean? Yeah, because, like, this is the first time I've ever had, like, dude, if there was a if there wasn't a limit to, to what you what you can have in your top movies of the year, dude, I, I'm at like almost thirty movies oh, yeah. that I really really love this like thirty movies that I've loved this year yeah. and stuff like that. Like my honorable mentions have has twenty movies, my top ten, and then I have my top ten list, and I'm just like that's a lot. So I don't know who's saying it's a bad year for film. Maybe like 2015 or something. I don't know, but not this year. <laughs> but um, all right. Now we're moving on to a movie that I did not see this weekend. Uh, Mary Poppins. What was your thoughts on that? Uh, I know well, for me, it, so. yeah, I, I saw it primarily because my girlfriend wanted to. I mean, she's a trooper, right? She goes and sees all the movies with me. She went to Aquaman, went to Into the Spider-Verse, things she wouldn't typically care about. So she goes all of them with me, and she's a major Mary Poppins fan. I only ever watched the first Mary Poppins shortly after I started dating her a few years back. So mm-hmm. not a long time diehard Mary Poppins fan, nor am I a big musical fan. But I did enjoy it, right? It was it was fine, right? It was a good movie. I gave it a solid seven because it's a fun time, right? I enjoyed it. I wasn't, like, hating myself. I wasn't falling asleep or anything. And the songs were pretty catchy. And Emily Blunt gives a great performance. She fills in the shoes of uh, Julie Andrews very nicely. I enjoyed a lot of the characters. I thought the story was very sweet. The, the children actors were actually surprisingly good. And like I said, the main thing is the music. And the music, it was fun. It was catchy. I was singing the songs. Even still today, right? I'm just kind of tapping my foot going along with some of the songs in the movie. So, right. it, you know, that's basically the only way I can re- recommend it is if you enjoyed the first Mary Poppins or you enjoy musicals in general, you'll probably have a fun time with it. But if you don't like musicals or, you know, you don't like Mary Poppins or anything like that, I'd probably avoid it. So that's why it kind of ended up in the middle ground for me, right? It was good enough to recommend to some people, but, you know, if you're not really in that group of people, you're probably not going to care for us. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree. I agree. I mean, one of the reasons why I didn't really, like, want to go see it, because it's like, I, I just know what I'm going to get automatically exactly. and stuff like that. I mean, it looks yeah. fine, and I'm hearing a lot of good things about Emily Blunt and stuff like that. I'm a huge fan yeah. of her, but it's just like, I when it comes to musicals, uh, for me, like it has to be one that just looks completely different to all the other musicals that we've gotten. Mm-hmm. Like, like for instance, I still really want to watch Anna and the Apocalypse, only because like when have we ever when have we ever really gotten a horror movie musical? It yeah, sounds exactly. interesting. It sounds interesting, but then when you like have like a movie like just like I still haven't watched La La Land. I I don't really care to watch La La Land, mm-hmm. but that's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just like. It, I, so that's why I'm just like, well, is it, let me ask you a question, is Mary Poppins, is it, like, would you call it a musical yourself, or just like a regular movie with some songs in it? I would say it's a musical. Some people yeah. have kind of argued the fact, but there's way too many songs in it for me, and they take up a good portion of the movie for me not to say it's a musical. Right. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Um, What else do we got this weekend? Um. Welcome well, to welcome Merlin to... was there. Did yeah. you see that? No, right? I did not. I was thinking about trying to squeeze it in somewhere before the reviews started pouring in. So I was like, well, I got Mary Poppins Thursday, Aquaman Friday, Bumblebee Saturday. And this was all around my work schedule and my right. girlfriend's work schedule and things like that. So I was like, okay, we got to find time for these. I was like, okay, and we have to sneak Welcome to Merlin in there somewhere, right? I'm so excited for this. Like, just watching the trailer brings a tear to my eye. And then it was like 17% of Rotten Tomatoes. Like, huh, guess not. Right, yeah, I was. I don't know what happened. I wonder what happened. You know. Yeah, I'm so um, curious to see for that point. It's to me, yeah. it's like this year's uh, collateral beauty. The last last year. Oh my god! It's gonna be a tearjerker, and then all of a sudden, everyone hated it. Yeah, dude. 
collab. I I actually watched a spoiler review, and I'm actually shocked at some of the stuff that was put into that movie. Oh yeah, that's um, that's the way I saw it too. I never watched it. I watched spoiler videos on to find dude, out like why everyone hated this. Yeah, and I'm just like, even a movie that came out this year that looks good for the most part was like a movie called Life Itself. And it has like a seventeen yes, percent yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm just like, what's happening? Yeah, it was from the uh, the creator of uh, what's This Is Us, isn't it? Is that what it was? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. People so, love that know. show. They go nuts over it. Yeah, that's why. Yes, yeah, so I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, second act, I did not see. Sorry, guys, but um, no chance. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So what do we got next? Give me one second, my friend. Go for it. Yeah. So we did. Okay, now we're getting into the box office. Uh, we'll get into the box office, and then we'll go to the movies that we've watched this week. Then we'll do the opening this weekend segment as well. Then we'll just close the show from there. Uh, so, box office just dropped dropped earlier today. We was able to get it in time before the show. Box office, it looks like uh, top three, uh, we got Aquaman that made, is doing really well overseas. It's already made like almost $300 million overseas, so it already made its budget back, which is great. Uh, Aquaman this week uh, came out domestically and made $67 million. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns, $22 million. Uh, Bumblebee is sad, $21 million. Very sad about it. Uh, number four was Into the Spider-Verse with $16 million. The Mule at number five with nine million, and then uh, some interesting, some inter- interesting note, interesting looks on the uh, box office. Welcome to Marwin came in at number nine, That's only, brutal. only two million, and then um, it like second act made more than it. Yep, like I don't know what happened, and then really really interesting, uh, Mortal Engines has taken a seventy seven percent drop. From last week, and it's only made one million dollars. Like that's wow, unreal. Um, like, how is the favorite making more than you? You know what I mean? That's just oh yeah, baffling. It's like under Bohemian Rhapsody and all those movies. You know what I mean? It's that's it's crazy oh, craziness. Uh, so box office. What are your thoughts on the box office now? Before you before you go, yep. I don't want to sound like a dead horse, but <laughs> or a broken record, but. I have been saying, I have been yelling into this mic for weeks as to why three major studios would make such a mistake like this. You know, even even Warner Brothers, I don't know why in the beginning of the year, you know, you guys all had the, the same release date. You guys all continue to, all these movies have been moving and, you know, moving this, like a bunch of Warner Brothers movies have moved a bunch of uh, 20th Century Fox movies moved. A bunch of Marvel movies have moved this like from next year and this year. So I don't know how three studios decided that it was smart to have all of their all of their blockbusters end of the year blockbusters release in the same date. It's it's kind of like it, it feels like such a rookie mistake because. We have been we have been on this sh- on this show for a couple of weeks now, seven weeks to be exact, and there was a break. There was like a three week spot where nothing was coming out, nothing. And I'm yep. even talk- I'm even like like there was not the only movie that's that's smart that moved was who would have thought Alita Bat Alita Battle Angel. Yeah, because that would have made nothing if it would have came smart. out now. But you know what? Uh, 20th Century Fox seems like the only freaking smart person in this group 
because they moved to the like to February. Like and now maybe these movies wanted to come out this year. I get it, but once again, there was a spot where like the number where like the movie we were talking about was like Vox Lux and like <laughs> the Slenders list. Like one of like I just it's baffling. Now if I'm Disney, who is this? Disney is uh what is this? Disney's Mary Poppins. Warner Bros. Aquaman. Um, was it? And then uh, Paramount is yeah. But if, Bumblebee. If, if I'm Disney, like get it. I know Disney and Warner Brothers has this like clash going on. But Disney, Mary Poppins is not beating Aquaman. Move the date. Bumblebee. Love the movie. Paramount. You're not beating Aquaman or Mary Poppins. Move the date. All of these movies made significantly less than what it could have made if it was in a if, if it was in a like weekend by itself. So yeah. let's like, what was the point you were trying to prove? Dude. I don't understand their points. Like, what were they? They just all of them were trying to man up and say, "No, you move." And then none of them moved. They got stubborn. And they all made way less money than they should have. Yeah, it's like it, it's like three little brothers fighting for the, like the last toy. I want exactly. it. No, I want that weekend. No, I want it. Damn it! But it's like it's so dumb because like all these movies. I mean, besides Aquaman, which made a shitload overseas, are going to be losing profit. And I just, like, I don't know why they all decided to come out at the same time. Like, some, like, that's some real big egos we have going on in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. It's crazy that the the smartest theater, listen to this, it's crazy to know that the smartest studio is the one going out of business. Like, (laughs) what? It's just... It's baffling. So Aquaman made sixty-seven million. If this was a the movie that came out by itself, it would have made well over like eighty, ninety million. Ant Man oh, and the Wasp made more than Aquaman opening yeah. weekend. Baffling because I enjoyed Aquaman a shitload more than Ant Man and the Wasp, and it, it's crazy. Mary Poppins, if that was by itself, it's Christmas time. It's Disney. It would have came out like it would have came out with like what sixty something million. I was saying yeah, sixty was my thought. Bumblebee, I could have seen that coming out in like fifty million. Yeah. So it's like I don't know. Uh, I just don't know. Make, maybe you can make some sense into this. I just don't get it. We've been talking about this for weeks, for weeks, yeah. and look, the box office shows. Oh yeah, no. I mean, honestly, my only thoughts, uh, short and sweet. I'm actually surprised Bumblebee. I thought Bumblebee might have snuck in the second spot. I mean, there's only a million dollar difference. I mean, a million dollars to us that makes sense. You know, it's a lot of money, but to studios like that. It's just numbers, right? So, I mean, yeah. that that's a toss-up between those two. Aquaman, you would be really impressed by it, but it's also disappointing to find out that even though Aquaman crushed the competition by a good $45 million at least, yeah. um, it still was the lowest domestic opening for a DCEU movie, and everyone thought Justice League was disappointing. Venom like, that's made thing. more than Aquaman. Venom, yeah. hello? It's DC... <laughs> DC should have been the ones that were smart and let Bumblebee and Mary Poppins duke it out yeah, and move to dude. like the beginning of December and just brought in like, yeah, like 90 to 100 million and just soaked in all the cash. Yes, pun intended. Yeah, like, dude, you know, I don't, I don't know why. It just I'm doesn't like, make any sense. I, I don't know why I'm so, I'm so, I, I mean, I do know why, but like, I don't know why I'm so bothered. Cause I mean, like, listen, I, I, I study box office. I'm a huge fan of just seeing how much people, you know, relate to movies and how like how the numbers look. And like I was like geeking out when like movies like Black Panther made over two hundred million opening weekend. Or like yeah. you know, even when movies like Incredibles two, even though it wasn't my favorite, it made like over hundred and fifty million um opening weekend. And I love like seeing and like one of the biggest times I really, really like, you know, was like gushing over a box office was like when it came out. 
and it uh-huh. made like 117 million. Oh yeah, and it's like it blew everyone's expectations away. But you know why those mo- a lot of those movies made so much? They came out alone. They came out alone with no competition. Like exactly. it came out with like I forget what was coming. Ugh, let me actually. I don't know. It was no, like early was... September, right or mid September. Nothing else. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and you I'm... look at Black Panther was genius because typically. February and January are always like write off months for everyone. It came out like right in the heart of February and killed it. Like, yeah, it just like it went on for months because it just kept up that momentum. So, it you want to know what the movie that it went up against? (sighs) Like, like, (laughs) it went up against Home Again and Hitman's Bodyguard. And yeah, it's, exactly. Hitman's Bodyguard was in its fourth week. The only movie that it was battling out against was Home Again. With that exactly. horrible movie with Reese Witherspoon. And, like, yeah. it's just, I don't understand why none of these movies. Maybe I'm just like, well, Dwayne, you don't get it. It's a studio <laughs> thing. You can't really move gate. Like, I mean, the you know only thing I can see now. Dark Phoenix has moved. You know how many oh my God. <laughs> Dark Phoenix has moved its date. Or even Alita Battle Angel now has anyone, moved two or three times. Right. Or does anyone know how, how Wonder Woman 1984 was supposed to come out last next year? And it's coming out in 2020 now? Oh, I got another one. How about how about New Mutants? Where the fuck is New Mutants? That was supposed to come out in September. So it's like... It's like... Uh, I don't. I don't know why it didn't. Yeah. Move. I mean, so the only thing is, is that these three guys they'll keep dominating the box office yeah, until yeah. Glass comes out. So I can see where they're saying, "Oh yeah, no, it'll even out." But regardless, like at least one of them could have been smart and had an extra two weeks put onto their box office haul. It made way more. Like at least one of them. None of them decided to whatever. But they will. These will be the three that'll stay on top until that's true. Uh, that's, until yeah. Glass comes out, right? So they'll probably make a fair profit, nonetheless. That's true. That's actually but a good point because they like, still could have been smart. Yeah, and it's just like, like I, I just don't, <laughs> I really don't understand. And it's like Black Panther. You like, even though it, it was going up against Fifty Shades Freed in its second weekend, um, Black Panther opening weekend. You want to know what competition was coming out with Black with Black Panther? Early Man and this movie called Samson. What? Oh <laughs> so, wow! It's Scary. like. It's like I don't know. I I I don't believe in the thing where oh they can't move dates last minute, Dwayne, because Alita was like fuck this, I'm out. Like Alita, Alita Battle Angel was just like nope. Like I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not getting slaughtered. This is an expensive movie. You know what I mean? So exactly. it's like I don't know why they didn't like these numbers are very 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 horrific, and it's like yeah, I they're I just, low. Like, they're low and like Aquaman is fine because it's gonna make it a, a sh- it's already made a shitload in China, which will probably stay to- number one until right. Glass comes out. I would dare say yeah, probably we- making the same it made this weekend over the next couple. Yeah, and which is why like they're like it was smart for them to come out in China and make that make make all that money first and stuff like that. And but it's like. Like, instead of movies like Bumblebee, instead of you guys having to do the whole, oh, let's show the movie, like, two weeks early for AMC members because, we, no, you, you could have came out that weekend. That weekend, there was nothing. And it's, like, it's just, I I, I don't know. I just, like, I, I don't know because I, I want to see movies that I like succeed and stuff. And two out of the three, I didn't see Mary Poppins, but I loved Aquaman, and I wanted it to see make a good amount of money. Like, I would have been gushing if it would have made, like, 115 million, 99 million, you know, 107. I would have been like, woo! Oh, good exactly. for Aquaman. Bumblebee. 
if that came out alone, it made like, oh, 79 million, 60 million. Oh, yes, good for Bumblebee. But I can't exactly. root for 20 million. I'm just like, damn it, dude. Yeah, you want to see the things you enjoy make money because then not yeah. only does that mean you're probably going to get more of it because I'm perfectly fine with getting like the same amount of Bayformers movie we got, but directed by Travis Knight. Perfect. I agree. And I want to see the DCEU keep going. Like, I want them to keep the same actors. Above all, that's what I want. I don't want the reboot. I want right. Netflix back. I want I want Henry Cavill back, Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa, Ezra Miller. Like, I want the same cast back. I want these guys to stick because what was the point of setting up all this universe until this point just to wipe it all away over box office numbers, right? So, like, I, I want I want it to succeed. Dude, I totally agree. I'm right. I'm honestly <laughs> right there with you. Like, I just want to see, like, 21 million that's how much the bumblebee could have made like its third weekend you know what i mean exactly or like aquaman 67 million that's easy that's easily like a second weekend number so exactly. it's just i don't know it's baffling i just i don't know yeah. but uh we'll i just on. checked the numbers just to be safe to kind of see how aquaman was doing and after this weekend uh turned into u.s dollars uh mm -hmm. including the like overseas box office and this weekend the budget is ranged between 160 and 200 million and luckily so far it has made 482.8 right. million in US dollars so it has made double it's double in change at least its budget back so and of course you get the next 3 weeks out of it too it'll probably make a good chunk of money Right, I I see that. That's why I was like, okay, it's fine because like it's already made its money back and stuff like that. Exactly. I so. just like I it it just could have made so much. It it just could have made so much more, and like that's where I am about it. It's like Aquaman's fine, but it's like it's 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 just like um I, I'm right there with you as well as far as far as um the the uh you know the DCEU goes because. I there I I'm surrounded by a lot of people who don't like the DCEU. Now mm -hmm. I found I, I found enjoyment in a lot of the in a lot in a lot of the uh the worst DC movies and mm -hmm. stuff like that. I'm someone who can find enjoyment in like like I found enjoyment in like Venom, unless you're like a shit fire like Slender Man. Yeah. And like, you know, but you're movies still like gonna Venom, be fun parts. Like I find some like minimal fun parts in Suicide Squad. I found minimal sub, like, you know, fun parts in Justice League. Yeah. And I found a lot. I actually found a lot of fun parts in BBS. Like, BBS, yes, like, exactly. it's not an amazing movie, but it, I, 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 I do it consider it... has epic moments, for sure. Yeah, I do consider it good for what the for what yeah. it is for the most part. Because there's well, a lot of stuff in there that exactly. I enjoy. Like, I just love the story the story I, I really enjoy the story what they did with Batman. I just love this new like vicious look of Batman. Even though I, I agree with the whole no killing. But yeah. if they if they would have just established why he's killing, then exactly. it would have been so much, that's so much the, more that's better. what I was saying the entire time. At least that's what they do in the extended edition a little bit. They kind of right. hint at it a little more, but other than that, no, that's just the biggest thing for me is I don't, like, you know that they're going to keep Gal Gadot. You know after this that yeah. they're going to keep Jason Momoa, but mm -hmm. nothing's going to bother me more than if they recast other characters, but try to keep yeah. the same timeline going. Because, like, yeah. even in Aquaman, they address the events of Justice League, they right? Do. Like, they do. So there is still continuity there. They're not trying to, like, wipe out those other stories, so it's just really going to piss me off if they decide, now we're going to recast you know, Batman, yeah, we don't want Ben Affleck anymore, but it's still the same Batman like from the mm -hmm. other movies. I'm like, well, yeah. no, it's not. I really hope that's not the case because I'm one of the few <laughs> who really enjoyed like who really enjoyed Ben Affleck. And I'm going to go on a hot take. If you take Justice League out of the equation, because what they were doing with him was atrocious. But like, oh, yeah. if you take that out of the equation, 
after I watched BVS, Affleck was like one was like I I enjoyed Affleck more than Bale in some ways. I don't know what it was, but I just enjoyed his look, his like his version of Batman. It just mm-hmm. it read the all it it read the new twenty like the new fifty two comics. Yes, that he was came more out. comic accurate. Yeah, sure. like, and his it, fighting style was so much yeah, better. So it was much faster, so so much meaner. It was good. Right, it was so oh. much like. It was so much like Arkham Knights, Arkham City, Arkham, like you know, Arkham Origins and Arkham like all those Arkham games like Batman. I saw that in Ben. I just like I loved his Batman and like that warehouse scene. Besides the part with the whole Martha, like that's that shit. <laughs> that warehouse scene is so underrated. Good. Like oh, yeah. so underrated. That warehouse scene is so badass and i that's love what you want from your that batman like, that looks yeah. like an Arkham game it's like you broke in with like this scare tactic like you blew the wall out and then you're just dump, jumping around kicking everyone's ass and like countering and everything right it's just it was yeah. awesome using all the gadgets and everything dude and, and like that's one of those that's one of those scenes that i've like when i'm like writing like a like like a like when i was like writing one of my scripts um that's i i look back to that scene a lot of, like when it comes to the, some of the fighting stuff and yeah. i i really enjoy that scene so it's like every anyone who's just like ah the dc was just horrible it's just not true like there's exactly. a lot of enjoyment and there is people who just look who just look at the DCEU for it to fail and think that Marvel can do no wrong. And as much as I, I, I don't understand why we can't both, we can't love, love both. both. Exactly. Like I love both my MCU. I love, I love my, I love my DCEU. My MCU, unfortunately, people, it has flaws. DCU has flaws. Both of them are equally great, in my opinion, and stuff yeah. like that. So I just like, I know we went to, we was they just box. need to keep going the way that they're going, take their time, do a few more solo movies, like the way that they're doing, like do Aquaman, do One Roman 84, get Shazam out there, maybe get the Flash, kind of sneak him back into the mix right. in 2020 somewhere, and then give us another Justice League. After that, after we've kind of established the ground, people are more familiar with the characters. We understand what we're watching, and we're hyped, right? You got to give us the hype back. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. So I'm right there with you as far as our enjoyment for those. Um, I can't wait for you and I to meet for the first time, and we just oh, watch a bunch of all of our favorites. Dreaming movies. of the day. I cannot wait. <laughs> and stuff like that. But we will. It'll come <laughs> soon. Uh, but moving on uh, to the movies that we've watched this week. I had a really slow week this week. I was just scrambling Same around here. for Christmas. Uh, what are some of the stuff besides the movie that came out this weekend? What are some of the stuff that you watched this week? Aside from the theaters, uh, I watched a couple Christmas movies, the usual, like your favorite elf, uh, Christmas of the <laughs> Cranks. Uh, but other than that, big movies that I watched that I was really looking forward to that I finally got off my end of the year list was uh, You Were Never Really Here and Blind Spotting. I watched those two this oh. week, earlier on in the week. What did you think about Blind Spotting? Because I really wanted to watch that. I haven't Loved yet, but I'm going to try to... Oh, let me add it to my list, because I, like, oh. I have a list of fucking movies I got to watch. That's no, you I'm loved it? It was too, really yeah. good? Oh, really I loved good? it, yeah. No, it, was, it went on... At first, it went into the honorable mentions just barely, but then, like, five minutes before doing the show, I was like, no, you know what? That deserves to be on the list. So I moved some things around, <laughs> dropped some other movies into the honorable mentions, and pulled Blind Spotting in because it just deserves it, man. Like, just the two leads in that movie are naturals. They're absolute naturals. I believe the, the guy's uh, David Thomas is one of them. I know him mm-hmm. because I've seen him before in, I believe it was Wonder. He played the teacher, or no, sorry, David Diggs is his name. Uh, right, he played the right. teacher in Wonder. So I'd see him in a couple of things. 
And he also, uh, I believe it was the two leads that also wrote the story. But uh, Raphael Casal or Castle, however you say his name, this is his first mm-hmm. major role. And the guy is a natural. The two of them are absolute naturals. They're, they just have such a nice flow together. Their acting talent is on point. They seemed like veterans, honestly, of the craft. They're just so natural in their acting abilities. They're talking fast. They're delivering emotion. Just the movie was phenomenal and by far the most criminally underrated, just the most criminally underrated movie of the year, I think, period. It's yeah, I phenomenal, man. I can't say enough nice things about it. All right. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try to check that out this week before the end of the year. Like, I, there's literally like a week and a half left of the like 2018. It's, yeah. it's like I'm scared of the amount of stuff I have to watch. <laughs> but, uh, okay, now moving on to the other movie you watched, you were never really here. What do you think about that? I was really disappointed in it because... Same! Oh my god, same! (laughs) It's like an hour and 20 minutes long. In the first good half an hour when you're kind of establishing Joe as a character and what he does for a living, I thought was great. I was into it. I was... The little snippets of his backstory, I thought that was good. The weird thing by him, like, putting the bag over his head and things like that. Like, I was like, okay, this is cool. This is going somewhere. And then... Like, how he, what he does, like, you know, he saves young women from, like, sex trafficking and stuff like right. that. I and love his, his home life That's with his mother. Funny. Yeah, but then it seemed like when he actually got to the main point of the movie where he saved that dude's daughter, and then it seemed like the movie was really going to take off, it just fell completely flat for me. I Like, I just, dude, I started to hate it in the second dude, half. Like, like, genuinely hate it. This, I, I make, okay, so two things, right? I, I I didn't finish it because I was honestly I was criminally I was criminally bored and I had to like I was like okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some Christmas wrapping it's like mm-hmm. I can't I can't I can't I like my my brain cells is going way <laughs> too slow um but like in twenty in twenty nineteen I am making a new goal to stop listening to friends critics friends critics peers whoever. That to see gushing, what you want to see. Because this is like the fifth movie that like I've been hearing so many good things about. And I mm-hmm. and I and I watch them and I, I'm on this high note. And I'm like, what this is horrible. Like I just like like it the movie's not horrible, but I'm just like, yo, when is this gonna start? Because like it's the same thing that happened with that happens with Mandy. It's just a movie. And then I'm like, when is it going to start, though? Like, when is it going to pick up? And this is us, honestly, I don't at me, please. But it's the same gripe I had with Roma. Because Roma is a well shot movie, well acted. But when is it going to start? And it, it, like, it's just like, it's just stuff. You know, it's just a bunch of, it's like, I'm trying to do like an analogy here. It's just a jelly, it's a a jelly donut, right? A lot of these movies are jelly donut, right? Jelly donut with no jelly, though. Yeah, you're trying to get to the freaking jelly, only to realize they only piped in, like, two inches of a jelly, of jelly into the donut. You're like, well, fuck! But it's like, (laughs) that's what I get with some of these movies, and I'm like, and I'm like, god damn it, I'm just gonna start doing my own thing, like, when it comes to movies. I feel like people need to stop praising, like, really technically good movies and calling them good movies in general, because, you know, it's fine, like, that was a gripe I had with Dunkirk last year, like, looks phenomenal, sounds phenomenal, but there's no story, there's no characters to gravitate towards, there's no hearse. Snooze, dude, dude. Oh my god. The I movie saw needs Dun- to have everything to be a good movie, right? You can't just, you know, be an old critic guy and you know from part of the academy and be like, oh the movie looks really good and it sounds really good. It's the best movie of the year. It's like where's the character? Where's the development? Dude, where's the heart? Where's the plot? You need those things to have a movie. It's like 
baffling because like like <laughs> we are hitting so many notes right now, and it's like Dunkirk came out. Hoopla! I hear this big Dwayne. You gotta go see Dunkirk, really, guys. Dude, you gotta see Dunkirk. You know what? I was like, okay, guys. You know this. This is before like we were like really big on the podcast. This is like before we started the podcast. So like I wasn't seeing movies as like early. You know what I mean? I was seeing movies like later because I didn't have really. I I would see them and then go home. It wasn't like I'd see them and review it. You know what I mean? So Dunkirk, it came out on Blu-ray right last year. I remember this. I went and bought the steel book. I was like, you know, I'm paying seven more dollars for the steel book, damn it. This movie is gonna be great. I throw it into my freaking PlayStation. And I was like, well start. Like it's just it's 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 literally just like you're playing multiplayer in Call of Duty. Like it's just stuff. You know how it's like it's not campaign with like a story. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not campaign with a story. It's but even that, co-op. I'd prefer Call of Duty because at least there's Dude. explosions and airstrikes and helicopters yeah. and things like it, that. Like in this, it's just you're always waiting for that awesome character moment where you're like, oh, I really like this guy. Or the big explosion that gets the giant action scene moving forward. But it just, nothing. it's not. It's, it's, it's nothing. Like, it's literally like playing multiplayer, call, not even Call of Duty because Call of Duty is exciting. Well, well, multiplayer, wow, what's a horrible It's like the game. moments in Battlefield, just the moments where you're like, go way back at the very last flag and you have to run for literally like 10 minutes to get into the action and then you just die again and go back. It's like it's those like, moments. It's you're just, just running forever, and it's pretty yeah. to look at. But you're just running. Nothing's and like, happening. And, and, and like, I get it. Like, it's well shot. It's oh yeah. To it's watch. one of the, 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 the most score. technically perfect movies ever. Yeah, like it sounds so good. Great. It looks so good. Sound editing's great. Score's great. But you gotta, you gotta <laughs> give me something. I can't. There's just gotta keep be watching. some meat there. Like I can't just keep watching. Like the movie starts off. Broom, broom. Get that guy over there! Over there! Down there! That's it! Bye, guys! That's the end of the movie. Yeah, it's like it's like here's another good analogy for you with like your jelly donut. Like I said, you need to have some meat in your movie, like your character, your story. It's just like you can't just serve me two pieces of fancy bread and call it a good movie. You gotta have some meat. You gotta have a sandwich there. You know, you gotta have something in the middle. I agree, and that's just why. You just and rant I. Sash after rant sash. We get each other. We understand. Yeah, that's why you and I get each other. And like, <laughs> I knew this was gonna be a great show. This is why I did oh, not. Oh yeah. So did not want to cancel earlier. But exactly. yeah, guys, I know. I know these are all like hot takes. Don't at us. But it's just <laughs> it needs to be said. All right, Roma is great. All right, Roma's a really good movie. But y'all need to stop with this. Like, Roma is the best movie of like the past twenty. No, it's not. It's good, but it's just boring and i get it you blame you're young you're, that's what's wrong with one of the you're, you're youngins nowadays you millennials you're so yeah, you millennials, you damn millennials. <laughs> it's good film it's a good it is i'm not i'm not saying it's not i was just bored out of my mind and if exactly. I and, and i was more angry at that movie because like if i was at best buy i would have bought it like because everyone's telling me how good it was and then i would have threw it in and been mad and stuff like that but Alright, alright, but we'll move on. Because <laughs> life is too short to be complaining. Right? <laughs> Ranting constantly. <laughs> life is too short for all of this. Um, alright. Oh, well, I watched, uh, real quick, I watched uh, Kingsman again. Really enjoy it. Really love it. Yeah, uh, I love that. I honestly, I feel like I'm the only person that enjoyed the second one as much as the first one. Like, I loved it just the same. I, I liked it, but it was just a lot. It, it, 
they did a lot of stuff that made me upset. Well, it went a lot goofier than the first one did. Yeah, and it's just a lot of the choices that Matthew Vaughn makes in his movies are kind of baffling. So mm-hmm. it's like, if you wanted to bring, if you wanted to bring back Colin Firth, why why kill him? If that's the case, the way they bring him back is so. Or red, above like, all, why a put bubble? it in the trailer? Like, why put it in yeah. the trailer? Come on. Let's put a bubble no. over his head that that takes out the what? But it's like it's like why kill him? Yeah. Or it's like why make me love Roxy and then kill her? It's just <laughs> come on, you know what I mean? I By the way, no need to rant on the trailers though. I will rant on trailers on a different day because Hollywood's just <laughs> something else when it comes to their trailers. But we don't have another hour to spare right now. But I, you know, I loved um, but like I loved uh, uh, Roxy in the first one, and then they just mm-hmm. don't do anything with her character. Um, Marwin is that his name too? Merlin. Merlin, uh, yeah. His character too, and then he just gets ganked again. So it's just very. I don't know. I, I do love both of those movies still, though. There's still parts that I love. So real quick before we go off the air, uh, the movies that's opening this weekend, we have a couple of smaller movies. We have Vice. Uh, Holmes and Watson, and we have Destroyer. Also, we have um, On the Basis of Sex, which I really want to see, and stuff like that. But yeah, those are the movies that's coming out this weekend. Any 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 last thoughts on the movies coming out next weekend? Um, Vice looks like it'll be good. I'm impressed with Christian Bale's transformation and pretty much any movie with Sam Rockwell. You can guarantee Sam Rockwell is going to be good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Holmes and Watson, I'm a fan of the duo of uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. I like Step oh, yeah, Brothers. I like Talladega Nights. So I think it'll be... If anything, it'll be stupid funny at least, right? Something you can just kind of throw on whenever and chuck a laugh. But oh, I definitely that, agree. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. So that is the show. Thank you guys for spending time with us tonight. Uh, Brett, awesome conversation. Thank you for coming on the show, making time for it and everything like that in your busy day. Thank you so much for having me, man. I'm so glad we we didn't try to squeeze this into like 15 minutes to a half yeah, hour. Yeah, that's why we're able to breathe and just relax and get all the thoughts out in like a good natural state. So no, I, you know I love being on the show. It's always my favorite time of the week, man. Talk movies with a like-minded best pal. So it's always yeah. fun. No, I appreciate that. I definitely agree. I was thinking about it like this morning. I was just like, dude. There's no way I I, I want to fit in 15 minutes of this like all the stuff that we've been taught wanted to talk about today and stuff like that. So I'm very very glad we didn't and that we stuck with this plan. But um real quick guys um coming up on the page we just have a couple of more reviews. Uh check out our our uh, new segment that we did earlier today. The movies revisited show. I, I I we talked about Lady Bird earlier earlier today. That was fun. Uh, check out for the Cinemania World Show. We'll, we'll try to have a comeback this week, this Wednesday. It all depends on timing and scheduling and stuff like that. So stay tuned. Uh, you probably will not hear from us until Wednesday. You know, it's the holiday season. Spend time with your families and your loved ones and stuff like that. Also, uh, our year our year end shows will be coming up soon this week. We will have our best uh, movies of 2018 show next Sunday. We will have our worst movies coming up some point. Best horror movies, um, disappointing movies, all that stuff coming up. Uh, and then we also launched our Cinemania Awards. So if you guys, if you guys can go out and vote for the two nominees that I, the two categories that I released today was Comedy of the Year. And uh, fight scene of the year. I may re- I may do one more before before um, the night ends, but we'll have to wait and see. But most of everything will be out by this week, and we'll do the show next week before the year is over. Thank you guys for joining us, Brett. Thank you, thank you, thanks once again.
Brent, 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 yeah, sorry, Brent, I lost Brent. you cut over a second there. <laughs> I was like, you're like, all right, guys, thanks once again. And then it just went silent, and I was like, uh, is that it? <laughs> um, so, uh, like I said, man, as always, thanks for having me. It's always a blast. I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah, no problem, bro. Uh, and make sure you guys go vote on our Cinemania Awards. Please do that. We spend a lot of time talking about the nominations and all that stuff. Very, very exciting stuff to do. Thank you guys for joining us. We will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.